This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Polly, how you doing? Hello, hello. Are you excited for today's epi? We we don't usually stream on Wednesday, so it's got to be uh, it's got to be a uh, special occasion for sure. It is, and I'm so excited. That's why I started talking before you were done. Um, I'm, I'm ready to get going. <laughs> all right. Well, business first. Uh, we got to tell all of our awesome fans about our incredible sponsor, DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN when you sign up to hammer the over on Sunday night's basketball game when L.A. takes on Denver. For every 1,000 people that bet the over in Sunday's game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of overhitting. So tell your friends and family this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. It's promo code THPN for a limited time, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Paulie, it's almost like uh, this whole Reddit meme stock stuff, right? Like, uh, you know, double down and, and hold. Um, so, Caps fans, you know, if you have ever thought about downloading a DraftKings Sportsbook or any Sportsbook app, do it now. Use code THPN and thank us later. Thank us later. So I'm really excited to just get into this uh, and explain to everybody why. So uh, I'm I'm a little nervous, to be honest. I'm going to let uh, – I, mean, I think that we should just pop some tabs here and, and let it go. Let's do it. One, two, three. All right, Caps fans. So there is a special reason as to why uh, we are streaming on Wednesday, and this is kind of like this crazy uh, – I guess scheduling difficulty with the Super Bowl and and Valentine's Day upcoming. So you know, just so you know, uh, guys and gals out there, that Valentine's Day is uh, this Sunday. So just just in case you haven't bought anything for that special person in your life, you definitely should. Um, but we have an incredible guest, uh, super gracious with his time. He's super into podcasting, which I didn't know. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm just super happy to, to have him on uh as a teaser he was drafted by the first round overall by the washington capitals uh he was fifth overall i'm sorry he was drafting the first round fifth overall uh two world junior golds as a captain no big deal uh voted the whl and chl top d man in 08 back-to-back calder cups with the bears all-time leader in consecutive games played for the caps at 540 i hope that stats right i had to do some math for that one uh, and 12th all-time in consecutive games at 622. Iron Man himself, Carl Alsner, man. What's going on, Carl? Yeah, oh, not a whole lot. Just hanging out. Happy to be with you guys, though. Like you said, this is this is it's not my domain yet, but I'm an avid listener of podcasts, so I, I love this kind of thing. Yeah, keyword is yet because, you know, we'd love for you to be a uh, recurring uh, person on this podcast. So, you know, if you ever need <laughs> if you ever need to be signed in free agency, definitely let us know. Uh, we have the spot there for you. Uh, we can offer you, you know, two, three. OK, for you, four beers per epi. How about that? 
for Preppy, then, then make sure you tune in till the end of the episode because it just gets more and more fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly no, I, right. I I would do it, just do it to do it. I mean, I like to I like to chat, love to have good conversation, and if I can kind of help people understand the game a little bit more or just kind of throw ideas around, I mean, that's kind of it's kind of what I'm into. Absolutely, man, and I I definitely think you could. I mean, uh, you know. Paulie and I have been playing hockey for a long time, but never at the level that uh, you have, obviously. And um, I think that I think that our our Division Two club uh, hockey experience is is a little bit lacking when it comes to relating to an NHL player. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? What what I find is cool is you, you just get a different perspective. Then you know, I, I can I can help with some of the details and uh, and and maybe help break down a few things. But you get a different perspective from someone who who's played at a different level or sees things differently. You know, like I've seen things the same way over and over and over again. So in a way, you're a little narrow minded when it comes to the game. So I've had so many friends just come up to me and be like, why don't you do this this way or try this that way? And, uh, and I'm like, it's not a bad idea, actually. You know, maybe maybe we'll think about it. And I do the same thing. Like, I love, I love to watch football. And I've been thinking about, the like, the Hail Mary play at the end of a game. I'm, like, trying to think of ways to to surprise a team or make it a little bit different. So, like, it's just nice sometimes to have a different perspective from, from someone. So, who you know, did, were you happy to see the Bucks win? I mean, I didn't really, really have have a dog in that fight. I, mean, I, I, I was okay either way. I was cheering for... Uh, Casey, just because I thought it would be kind of a fun passing of the torch, but um, like I said, I, I didn't really, I didn't really care either way. It's it's amazing to see somebody win the Super Bowl seven times, uh, mm-hmm. and I love Gronk. I wanted him to win, win the MVP so <laughs> bad, so that was I, I was I really wanted him to win the MVP, and I was really excited to see him celebrate again. So uh, you know, it was kind of a win-win for me. What about you guys? Who'd you guys have your money on? Well, uh, I thought Kansas City would win, but I was hoping the Buccaneers would win. I'm a Raiders fan, so uh, gotcha. I'm just bitter towards KC. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you know what? So it's funny because I was just thinking about this and how Tom Brady has turned his image around for me. Um, <clears throat> and this might sound like a little macho, but he uh, – I remember that interview he did years ago when he was like crying on – on national TV because he lost and, and things or something like that. And I was just like, I'm not saying that like crying is, is, is frowned upon, but I was just like, I, I thought he was being a little dramatic. I don't know. I guess that sounds really bad. Um, but, uh, I, I just, I lost a lot of respect for him, I guess in that sense, uh, which is terrible. I know, but, uh, he's 100% won me over as the greatest of all time. I feel, I mean, 43 man. And he just looked good. Like, surgical yeah he looked really good I, I there was times during the regular season where you kind of thought you know not definitely not the old tom but uh he, he looked he looked amazing i thought in that game and uh, what i what i got from the celebration too and just listening to a little, few sound bites it to me it just seems like he genuinely cares about his teammates and wanting them to win like he obviously wants to win too as many championships as he can but um, you know, he's been there, done that, and and he seems very excited for his teammates to win and people in the organization to have a chance. So that to me is like, I, I feel like that's something that's pretty neat. And 
but I don't know. I mean, after six, seven wins, it's probably a little bit easier to do that. Yeah. <laughs> either way, either way, I'm happy for him. And yeah, he's got to go down as as the greatest football player for sure. And then the conversation of greatest athlete—that's tough to mark. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure where my uh, money is with that. See, I, I can't ever take as far as like skill to play a game. I can't ever put any other athlete above a hockey player because. Uh, hockey players have to do it on, on skates. Like they're not running. I think that that's a huge, <clears throat> it's so let me put it to you this way. If you put, uh, you know, Carl Alsner in the NFL, I bet you would like be able to like, kind of, you might get your bell rung, but you would definitely be able to like contribute in some positive way. If you put Tom Brady on skates or, you know, any, any stud in the NFL on skates and said, you're in an NHL game, you're going to have to uh, go out and perform. I just don't think that they'd be even, even be able to like get past like the squirt level of competency. <laughs> yeah. If you look at it that way, if you look at it, who, who can translate their skills and athleticism into the other person's sport right away, then yeah, I mean, it would be very tough to get into it into uh, a hockey game but I don't know it, it's just <laughs> you can go either way with it the way I like to look at it is like who is who has absolutely dominated their sport more than anybody else that when we talk about best athlete or um, yeah just greatest of all time the goats whatever then I look at who's dominated their sport the most and Tom obviously has won the most but he's got you know with some of his 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 statistical records. Um, there's other guys that are with with him. You know, you look at Gretzky. Uh, there's no one that's anywhere near some of those records that he has, which is just outrageous. And then you look at Michael Phelps with his gold medals. You know, it's just the list goes on. It's just so hard to make that comparison. So that's why I don't really like to touch it. But you're you're yeah. right about instant translation. It's going to be hard for guys to come on the ice. Sure, absolutely. And I think that uh, you know. To your point, if you judged a shark by its ability to hunt on land, it probably wouldn't be a very fair fight. But it's you know apex war, apex predator in the water, right? Yeah, definitely. No, that's a good way to put it. I, I either way, I still want to watch him win. Still want to watch. Uh, I want to watch Mahomes win some more too because I think he's so entertaining to watch. Like that's he's just a guy that's athleting his way out there and, and finding ways to do it. Like I love how hard he is to sack. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> I just, uh, good for him. You know, I, I could watch him play all day long. Yeah. That, that dude's definitely a stud. And I know this is probably uh, getting on Polly's nerves here, given Mahomes too much props <laughs> at this point. Yeah. But, uh, I'd, well, I mean, I'd love it. I'd love to watch him if he was wearing silver and black. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, I actually, uh, oh, I had a comment on uh, what you were saying, like, uh, having a different perspective coming from, you know, where you've played compared to where we've played and stuff. I actually had a, at a hockey clinic, a coach said to us in an example that he was at a clinic and Joe Mullen was there and everybody wanted to hear what he had to say. And he was like, I'm actually here to hear what you guys have to say, because it's always just come easy to me. I don't know how to teach it. And mm-hmm. like, you know, all these guys who are just like, squirt dads like joe mullen want their advice and uh i guess that just kind of feeds into like uh what you're saying there that we all have a different perspective and uh i guess i just appreciated you saying that yeah well you know what too it's like 
there's like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I've heard all these different studies and and people talking about, um, uh, I guess the best way to come to conclusions or to solve problems. And and I've read some books on it, and it's not always the specialists that can come to the conclusion first. You know, you you can bring a lot of different people from different walks of life, and you're gonna find find a, an answer a lot of times quicker. And so. You know, it's the same thing. Like if you put me behind the bench to coach or in practice, like the other day I was on the ice and the coach is like, what kind of drills like do you got for um, defensemen, you know, pivoting forward and backwards, this and that. And I'm like, I have no, I I can't think of a drill for you. I'm sorry. Like I've done hundreds of them, but I can't think of one right now. Whereas some people are just, just better at remembering it or can, can bring something up that just makes more sense than, than I can. So I, I can, I can do it, but I It'll take me a lot longer, and probably the the uh, information you're going to get from me is maybe not going to come across as clear as uh, as somebody else. So, I mean, I, I'm always listening to to tips from people. I, I'll I'll take them the way I want to take them, but I'm definitely going to listen. Awesome. That's yeah. uh, yeah, that's that's definitely super interesting. Um, but uh, I guess we should probably get in a little bit more of uh, some hockey talk because I guess that's what this podcast is about. But uh, hmm. um. I do have to, I, I gotta ask, I gotta ask, man, the Calder Cups back to back, right? Which one was sweeter, the second or the first? <laughs> well, to be honest with you, the, uh, the second was, I, it, this may sound embarrassing or sad or I don't know what, how it sounds, but I can't remember much of the first one at all, which is crazy. I, I got, and I don't know how much of this has to do with this, but I got a concussion in the second round. Sec- yeah, second round. And uh, I was out for the whole third round, came back in the third game, I believe, of the finals, and uh, and then played. And um, I just, I, I can remember being on the ice uh, and, and having some people on the ice with us, but couldn't tell you anything about the game, couldn't tell you about raising the cup, and so it's just like the weirdest thing. So I don't know how much of that had to do with, with the injury versus it just being a whirlwind. And um, uh, yeah, it was strange. But the second one, I remember, I remember tons of details about that. And uh, so, yeah, that for me, the, the second one, probably I felt like maybe I had a little bit more involvement in it as well. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was, that was a heck of a memory and a good celebration too. <laughs> That's it was awesome. weird too, like the game, the, the last series, it was, we were, so let's think about it. We, I think we had lost one game, maybe two games, all playoffs up until, up until the, uh, the final round. And we were playing, uh, Texas and they had, they had, uh, Jamie Ben who just got sent down for the playoffs after having an un, unreal first season in the NHL. And he was absolutely lighting the playoffs up. Like it was, <laughs> it was embarrassing how good he was. And, uh, and then it was me and Carly's job to try and shut him down and, we get into that first game and we were pretty dominant on, on home ice, especially. And they stole that first game from us. And we were like, okay, well, this is okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Next game, they stole that one from us too. And we're just like, holy smokes. Like what, what happened? Are, are they just better than us? Or let me backtrack here, add a little more detail to this story and put everyone to sleep. But during that playoffs, we had two 11 or 12 day stretches of nothing. Because we won our, our series so fast that oh, the other man. series weren't done that we had almost two full weeks off. And so our coaching staff was like, well, I'm not going to keep you guys here and just practice and practice the entire time. So 
you have seven days off. Go ahead, do whatever you want. And so guys were flying home. I went to Florida, got so sunburned. Like guys were everywhere <laughs> doing everything. It was crazy. Came back for our next series. And I think we swept that series or one in five. And we had another 12 or 13 days off. So the coach is like, well, it worked last time. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. So sent everyone off. Guys went home again. We were golfing. And yeah, we came back and then we, we lost the first two. So we kind of maybe felt a little guilty. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, after that, we went to Texas and, uh, and we just, I don't know, it was weird. We had a great dressing room there and a great team. We just kind of like something just clicked and we went one, one, three in a row there, which is kind of a daunting task down two nothing. And you got the next three games in Texas. Um, but I remember guys were having a blast in in Texas. Like this is American League, remember? So guys are maybe a little more loose than you would be in the NHL. And uh, and so we were having a good time there. And then came back and and then won again. So we ended up winning four straight. So it was just, I mean, it was super memorable that whole playoffs, but especially that last series. I I I had a blast, and it was a like I said, it was a good celebration after that. That's awesome, and uh, you know that's. Jay Beagle was on that team too, right? That's who I'm wearing right now. Uh, Beag's the man. Uh, So, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm just going to put this out there. If you can get Beagle to get on this podcast, (laughs) I I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll do whatever you want, man. (laughs) You you know what? I'd have to be there with him. So I don't think he could figure out this technology. (laughs) Honestly, like we, he got, he got his first iPhone probably like 10 years later than everybody else. I remember that. I remember yeah, that because he, he had a flip, flip phone, phone forever. Yeah, <laughs> we always called it Flipper. And he finally, once he had his, once he had his first kid, so his oldest son is probably six, six, seven this year, maybe. So that's when he got his first phone, so he could FaceTime when we were on the road. Otherwise, he just, he just couldn't do it. So pretty funny. So yeah, I don't think he'd figure this out. But I'll put in a word. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome, dude. That'd be awesome. But uh, no, I, I love, I love that team. I mean. You know, I'm not a huge AHL follower, but like when that was going down, I mean, that was news all the way up, obviously, to the big club and and to go back to back. And it was such a bright, shining future. Uh, And then coming into the to the next uh, the level, the next level in the NHL was was huge, too. So awesome stuff. Uh, You know, I think Polly's got a Polly's got a question. We kind of talked about this in the pre interview here. about about maybe somebody that you would know from from the hometown, right, Polly? Yeah. So uh, being from Barnaby, you're from the same town as Barnaby Joe Joe Sackick. Uh, was he your guy growing up, especially with him being from your hometown? Yeah, he was. Uh, I'd say maybe one of three or four players that I kept a really really close eye on. And um, you know, Barnaby's not it's not a small city, but we don't. We didn't really have a ton of big name hockey players that were coming out of there, um, but he was definitely one of them. Um, I liked the Colorado Avalanche too, so it was kind of fun, fun to to follow him there as well. But um, yeah, we talked about it earlier, and I'm working on trying to get a jersey signed by him right now. And um, we were, he's a forward, I'm a defenseman, so completely different, but uh, so much of his game that I can that I can respect. And if you want, like I didn't tell you guys earlier, but the story of what happened with my uh, I had a stick signed by him. So I collect sticks and uh, this would have been my first or second one. I think second one that I would have had in my collection. And um, we had, we had a couple NHL coaches coaching us in junior and the avalanche were in town. And so I had said to him like, Holy smokes. Like, do you think there's any way I could get a, a, a stick signed by Sackick? 
And uh, one of the coaches is like, yeah, I, I know Joe pretty good. I'll, I'll ask him for you. So next thing you know, this was like, he, I can't remember what it was, but he just scored like his 500th goal or whatever it was. He hit a pretty big milestone. And so next day, there's a stick, a synergy signed in my, in my stall, Joe Sackick. And I was just like, this is the sweetest thing I've ever seen. I'm so fired up. Love the stick. Like synergy was, was dynamite back then. I was super fired up oh, just yeah. having the stick. And then um, another thing too is like, you know, when you go to the, the hockey shop or whatever and you get a curve and it says, oh, this is the OV curve or this is this right. Crosby curve. It's never what they use. Right. And we all love the Sackett curve. We all wanted the, whatever he had. And so I finally had it. I'm like, I, I need this. So I, I sent it to one of the, the guys. I won't say which uh, brand it was because I'm not too happy with them. But I sent it to the guy. I'm like, hey, I, I need this curve copied. And I, I, this is the curve I need to use. And I sent him a picture of it. He's like, I, I need the actual stick because we got to make a mold, this and that. I'm like, well, I can't send it to you because it's signed. He says, I promise, guarantee, we'll get this stick back to you. Everything's all good. And I'm like, all right, if you promise. So taped it up, mailed it off, sent it away. And someone's laughing because they got it on their wall right now. And, oh, and no. Yeah, oh, I know. That's why That's why you're not happy with them. That's why I'm not happy with them, yeah. and I won't. I won't say who it is, but uh, I haven't used that brand of gear since. So <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was I was pretty upset about it. So oh, whatever. Man. Yeah. Wow. So it's a pissed off. So I'm hoping this uh, this jersey that I have coming makes it because if it doesn't, then yeah, that'll be the the second time that it hasn't worked, and then I know it's just not meant to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're that you're you're hexed at that point. That's a that's absolutely a uh, that's a curse. Wow. It's a curse. Oh man. So what did the well? What was the was the curve like a big heel curve? Like what was the curve like? Yeah. So I get it's funny. The curves have changed. The curves have changed a fair bit um, over the years. I guess what to, what people like. Like we used to always use big shovels. You know, it was a big big heel curve, not much toe. Just, just good for kind of, I don't really know. It was a bit of an all-around curve. You could get a good backhand off of it still. Um, and then slowly the toes started coming in a little bit more, and that's kind of what Sackick was using. So, it's, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are because I know they have like P92 and this and that. Um, yeah. I know it as like a Stamkos. It's kind of similar to what a Stamkos curve is or, or a Drury. Chris Drury is what a lot of guys use when, when I was playing. Um, so, yeah, it's got – a little bit, a little bit of curve on the heel, but it definitely comes over more at the toe, just to give you a little, little extra flick. You know, the old Joe Sackick wrister. Yeah. That's kind of what we were all hoping for, but none of us could quite do it the same. <laughs> right, right. Uh, that's that's yeah. crazy. You know, it's it's funny because uh, um, we have a guy. So we're in Wheeling, which is outside Pittsburgh, uh, and uh, there's a equipment manager here who got a hold of a Kovalev stick. And this, I mean, it was a banana, had the toe, had this like, it, I mean, it was like, it looked like a screwdriver. It was crazy. I was like, how does anybody play with this? It's insane that somebody can play with it at the level that you do, like, like at the NHL level, I can't at that speed. Um, and, but they had like pre, um, sand, like there was like, so the heel, you know, normally just goes down straight in the mold. They had like edged it out so that the heel was like at a certain degree was just like thinner on mm-hmm. the heel. It was very weird. I was like, well, so I guess that's how he gets like those, like those little like sauce passes and like to the roof 
like three with, with like a foot of distance, you know, between you and the, yeah. and the net. Crazy. Well, he was, he was one of the most skilled players of all time. Like the stuff he could do was just ridiculous. That's a stick I wish I would have had, but yeah, yeah. watching some of his videos, he had, they, they put out of him just like being able to pick the corner as perfectly as, as he could and stick handle. That was, that was nuts. I actually remember there's another guy, Peter Schaefer. I don't know if you guys remember him. He was, uh, he played in Vancouver for a bit, but I skated with him, uh, one or two summers and his curve, like legit was like, I explained it with my hands. Like one half of it was this way. And then the heel was the complete opposite way. So in the middle, it like, it was like a twist. It was That's the weirdest crazy. thing. So he could shovel backhands up, but he could also roof it with the toe. And uh, he had this big candy cane tape job all the way up. And it was like a pretty gross looking stick, but that's what I like in my stick collection. Obviously you want the good, you know, the, the big names, but also a stick that's just a little bit different, a little bit, you know, abnormal, I guess. And that was one of them. And uh, unfortunately I never got, them. I never got one from, <laughs> I mean, Polly, that's, that's crazy. I mean, I know that we go to play it again and we're like, there's a local play it again. Shout out, uh, Wheeling played again. Cirillo, I hope you're listening. Um, uh, has, uh, he usually gives us like pretty good deals on sticks, to be completely honest. Uh, but, you know, it's just those run of the mill curves, and we're like happy with those, like $80, like one pieces. But I can't even imagine having, having the even, like, how do I even explain, like, this is what I like to do with my game? I can't even get to that level. So. So well, that's awesome, man. It, you would, you you would like it, it takes. I heard this. This was really cool. Um, I mean, I don't know if anyone's a golf fan, but uh, Phil Mickelson is obviously dialed in, and oh. uh, he. I guess he was given like six wedges, and I could be making this up. Someone could have just been completely messing with me, but as far <laughs> as I know, this is true, and I can translate it to hockey after. But they gave him a bunch of wedges. He hit them all, and he said, like, they were all the same. They were just slightly different, I think, uh, a lot, uh, lies or degrees. Anyways, he hits them all, and he says, this one, this one's too heavy. And the guy goes, no, 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 they're all, they're all the exact same wedge. He says, no, 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 this one's too heavy. And uh, the guy was just like, okay, Phil, like, it's not, it's not too heavy. It's the same thing. <laughs> he tells them to go take it apart and take a look at it. So they took it apart and looked at it. Turns out whoever was constructing it put like an extra blob of glue in it down by the head of the club. And he could feel it when he was swinging that it was just slightly different. Wow. And I'm like, it's funny that you say that because at, this was last year, the year before we got a bunch of sticks sent in and uh, the stick rep was like, these are all the exact same. And I'm like, mm, the, something doesn't feel right. Me and one other guy were like, these don't feel like they're the same stick. So we take out one of the, the kitchen scales and we put it on the <laughs> kitchen scale. And sure enough, I think it was eight or nine grams different than the other one. And like eight or nine grams isn't a whole lot. But once you hold something for so long, then you start to feel the difference of it, right? It's the same right. thing like Ovi, he gets hundreds of sticks and he just looks at them all and he can tell like one will just be slightly, slightly off. And just from looking at it, he'll feel it and he'll just off to the side, off to the side, give me the next one. And he knows like it's, if you hold something that long, you know what, what little differences there are. So it just takes some time. <laughs> That's, yeah. The that magician knows his wand. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> wow. But if you're awesome. Harry Potter, you can use any wand. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not Harry Potter, so <laughs> I need my specific one. Right, right. Insane, man. That's, that's. I never 
even thought. I mean, it makes sense. It makes total sense. Um, and, but speaking of golf, I, I actually, Carl, I just got uh. into golf. In quarantine. So you've really just opened up Pandora's box here. Uh, I am. So I've never had a sport catch me other than hockey like golf has. Uh, And that was back when I was like 10, right? Like hockey caught me young. Like I was like 10 years old. I was like, I have to play the sport. I have to do everything hockey. Um, And now I'm now 33 and I started golf and I'm like, I'm ready to like spend like $2,000 to go get like fitted clubs and like go, I just spent $400 on a freaking putter, dude. I'm, <laughs> I am so dialed into this sport and I don't know why I'm trying to get Paulie to like get obsessed with me, but he is, he's, uh, I don't know if he's old enough yet. I don't know if he's mature no. to that age. <laughs> what kind of putter did you get? I love it's putters. A, oh dude. It's an even roll. It's a okay. mallet an even roll hatchback mallet. So, I've guess I, I heard some buzz that even roll is like this new kind of uh, on the block, new on the block uh, type putter. I guess actually, hold on, it's right here. I'm gonna get it. Hold on. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Yeah, I used to collect a couple putters. Actually, um, uh, you guys oh, will. Yeah. With- you guys messed well, up and talked about golf, so I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm. Yeah, now you're now. into this it. Is, uh, this is a little much, but uh, all right. So <clears throat> even roll. Is the brand even okay, roll yeah. sponsor us? By the way, sponsor us even roll. But uh, so I went to a mallet from a bl- from a, like a crappy blade that I had. But look at that black on black baby. It's like the dark yeah. saber. Holy boy! Yeah, that healthy. Yeah, right. Isn't that nice? Look at that. That looks really good. Yeah, yeah. It swings really nice. Uh, they say that like the face here has some sort of, you know. I mean, I just feel like when I when I swing it, the the ball goes where it needs to go it's it's insane so uh 10 out of 10 would recommend i haven't had it on the course yet though because you know obviously i'm under a foot of snow right now <laughs> you guys have a bunch of snow there yeah 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 we got uh we got like four or five inches just overnight and uh oh, nice. i think it's coming again really sweet <laughs> that's awesome i guess that's what you kind of want at this time of year how about you we don't have any right now where I am, but it's uh, minus 20 out. So it's a little chilly. Um, yeah. We had some week and a half or so ago, but um, we get a lot of a lot of warm, a lot of cold. It just kind of – the snow doesn't last that long. So I'm sure we'll probably get a, a little bit more, but um, I'm okay with it right now. I, I, we were having some sunny days, so this time of year when you get sunny days, it's like I want to I wanna get going with, with spring. So I got my – I got my hitting net set up in the garage right now. I was hitting some balls today, actually, just just starting to get back into it. I got a buddy who's a who's an instructor, and I send him videos every now and then. He just laughs, I, especially now because I'm not playing. I keep telling him like this is the road to the Champions Tour because I'm gonna I'm gonna make a run on it, and he's just like, "Buddy, you are so far off from ever making the Champions Tour. Like, just stop." But I need something to work towards. You know, I I, I need some competition in my life, so I'm doing that right now. That and the Peloton is what keeps me keeps me going these days. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, yeah. So, so, anyways, yeah. If we ever, uh, if we, so it's funny because the the creators of the Hockey Podcast Network are Vancouver boys. They're all from, uh, they're all from Victor. Well, they're Vancouver Island guys, so they're yeah. like near Victoria, like outside Victoria. Um, and they continually tell us that it is the Hawaii of Canada. Is that a truth? Is that a true statement? I feel like they're just kind of like. Uh, you know, 
postulating here. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it, what 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 that even means. The Hawaii of Canada. Well, in terms of weather, no, they're lying to you for sure. But uh, in in terms of beauty, yeah, this is. I mean, it is gorgeous there. Um, if if you're if you're into the outdoors, you can do everything there. The weather is very mild, so you're not getting you're not. I don't think you're ever really getting below zero. If you are, it's pretty rare. Um, and just it's super scenic. Like they're, I actually think that they're opening up a pretty. Uh, what's it called the discovery club or something like that they're opening up a, a really nice golf course and um development there coming up it's it yeah it's a it's a it's a sweet spot to be and there's a one town called tofino it's uh if you're from bc or alberta or anywhere around there you're kind of you all you know all about tofino it's it's our only surfing spot that we have pretty much out on the the pacific northwest that i know of at least and um we actually went there for the first time in october and it was it's gorgeous so if you're ever out this way you go to vancouver island check it out for sure because it's very scenic but the weather is is no hawaii hawaii is (laughs) hawaii is the best (laughs) fair enough fair enough yeah Yeah. i mean hopefully you know when the when the network blows up and uh we're like barstool levels then yeah we'll 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 be we'll be comped trips out to the hawaii of canada i'll take that right absolutely yeah four seasons is gonna put you up there just to run your podcast in their lobby (laughs) (laughs) oh man that'd be awesome um oh dude we've just this has been great just uh awesome Uh, none of this has been scripted by the way caps fans we've literally just been bullshitting the past half hour but uh carl we gotta ask you some hockey questions and i think that you know you know i think a good one is just how would you just, uh, and this is really open-ended, but like, how would you describe your time in DC? I mean, did you, obviously this is like the club that drafted you. I mean, you were, you were such a stalwart a defender for the, for so long. I mean, what's, what's your take on, on the town and, and I guess the club in general? Well, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, and that's not just because we're on a, a caps podcast and it's it's the honest truth i tell that to guys i've played with guys that are going there um anybody who will listen i'll I'll tell them that um the city is is amazing you have to go visit it it's an awesome place to to raise a family like the honest truth is we're trying to come back we want to come back and and live there permanently um and it's just it's a little bit hard to get a, a visa and a green card right now if you're not part of an nhl team uh, the hoops are a little bit harder to jump through. So we're in that process right now because um, we just loved it. I mean, my wife worked for a, a charity there um, and I did a really good job um, in the community. I thought she, she loved having that um, as something that she could do. Uh, I had awesome neighbors there <laughs> and I, I'd love to get back into the neighborhood and, and just be there. And like I said, raising a family is, is dynamite. Um, so um, yeah, the plan is to come back. That's how much we loved it. And uh, in terms of the organization, um, I can I only have experience with with two organizations, but I can tell you that that is a it's done the right way. Uh, you you don't understand how good you have it until you leave. Um, talking to a few guys about that, they've they've all said the exact same thing. And I know it can be frustrating sometimes to watch as a fan and. And, you know, you want to, you want to see more wins. You, you see the talent there and you want to see more wins, but 
it's um, the way they do it, the way that they, they treat you is, is top notch. And so, like I said, I, I can't say enough good things about the place. I, I could go on and on about it. Um, so yeah, I, I loved every second of it. Absolutely. And it was one of the hardest days of my life. Uh, the day that I, we went to the rink to say bye to everybody. And so, you know, it's, it's just weird even thinking about it now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I guess speak on that because I think that, uh, and, and it's funny because, you know, before we were talking and, and you wanted to clear the air on the details surrounding your move to Montreal, you know, I was, I, I was actually looking back, uh, today. I like went to Facebook. So like a hockey troll was like this thing that I started a long time ago, but not of no importance really. But I was looking back, like, how did I react to like Carl leaving? And I just remember like being pumped about hearing you sign the contract for five years in Montreal. Like I remember, uh, I never had like a negative of feeling, but I guess it kind of got, uh, piled on a little bit. I mean, uh, let's clear the air here because uh, I think that DC fans definitely want to know. Yeah. And you know what, this is another reason why I like podcasts and like being able to actually talk and, and people see you talk because I feel like everything kind of lives in the nuance. And in my conversations that I had with, with reporters at the time, um, you know, you just signed, you just signed a contract with a, a very popular Canadian team. I guess if you're from, Quebec, a very popular Canadian <laughs> team, <laughs> but one that's got a big following. And, um, you know, they ask you why. And you don't ever say, I signed here because I'm, I'm, I want to lose or, you know, <laughs> I don't think we're a good team, but I just want to be here. Like, that's just not something you say. And obviously you go to a team that you think, um, you know, is, is going to be a, a fit for you and, and you give it a shot. And I think people, when I when I said that that I wanted a chance to win, they took that as me saying that Montreal has a better chance to win than Washington. When you know that's not necessarily the way that it that it was intended. And so um, yeah, it's just something that's kind of bugged me over the years. I've, I've heard people say that, and uh, and especially when Washington won that year, that that exact year, it was kind of like a ha ha. You thought Montreal was going to be better. You didn't make the playoffs, and we won. And I mean, that's, that's not at all what it was. And so that's just something that I, it'd be nice to talk to each individual person about it and explain to them. And there's still even more that, that I could give you more details about it that um, probably not quite the right time to say them yet, but uh, just, just kind of leave it at that. But there's, you know, I, I never for a second wanted to leave. I would have signed a, I would have signed a, a five year, six, seven, eight, whatever they would have offered me at the same contract that I had. I would have signed that in a heartbeat just to stick around. But at that time, um, Orly and Kuzi, I think, needed to sign. And uh, the Russians hold a little bit more power over most people because they have that option to go back home and play. And uh, I don't think the Caps were in a position to hand out money to anybody until they had figured out what was going on with those two. And unfortunately, I was one of the, the casualties of, of that. And JoJo had to leave and Justin Williams had to leave and uh, you know, beaks the next year. So it's just, that's just the way it works. And unfortunately I had to, had to take off, but I'm still open, still a free agent. If the caps are interested at some point, <laughs> I would be there in a heartbeat. I would make the drive. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And you know what? And I think people don't understand a lot of, I guess, casual fans and then, you know, pile on fans, if you will, don't <clears throat> really understand this. I mean, this is a business at the end of the day. The reason that I, when I was when I was in tune with it, because I've been in tune with the Caps for a long time, as far as just following the news, is it they just didn't have the space. Um, 
And, and I think that that doesn't discredit you as a player or anything. It's just that you, you know, services are needed elsewhere. Right. And obviously you got, you got, um, a decent contract out of Montreal. So I, I just, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you came on and, and wanted to clear the air there. I mean, I feel like that's the first time Capture, the official Capture podcast has ever uh, broken any news, Polly. Is this a, is this a first for us? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it uh, it feels good to be taken serious as a, uh, a news platform. So thank you for that. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree completely. I do not want to be taken seriously as a news platform. Wow. This is 100% opinion. I do not want to have to, like, fact check myself. Paul, you're opening us up to, like, some real... Well, <laughs> not... I just mean uh, I, I appreciate you, uh, you taking us seriously. Right. And opening up for sure, <laughs> yeah. man. I mean... Yeah. Because I think that the the real the real Caps fans knew like this was just kind of part of the business, and obviously I think I mean I know, and you know yeah obviously the the next year was was a cup win, but with with no nobody had that that expectation I guess. Um, so I mean, what was it like in that locker room like during those two years where? I mean, McClellan, I think unwisely and, you know, not to like pile on him either, but like came out and said, well, we only have two years to win a cup. And then, I mean, was that a tactic uh, to get you guys going or what do you think that was? I mean, I guess you don't have to yeah. like, you don't have to badmouth him or anything, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have nothing bad to say about, about Mac um, at all. He, it's, you, you think that's, you know, maybe that's what you, you think at the time that that's what, uh, what the um, window looks like because there were some guys that needed to be re-signed in, in a couple of years and uh, you're not too sure how they're going to feel about it, which way they want to go. And um, so it, you look in chunks, you know, I'm sure in the big picture, he thinks, okay, if everybody stays here, we have five more years, but looking at the contracts, if they decide to leave, okay, we only have two years. Let's, let's figure out what we can do with these two years. And so you have to, the big picture gets broken down, down into little ones. And um, we're all well aware too. you know, we, we know that and every team knows this. And we had Justin Williams there, which was an unreal experience for, for all of us because he had been through it with, with some bunch of wins. And, uh, and he just told us like, you know, you, you have very few opportunities to have teams this good. You need to take advantage of it. And, uh, and then we all got that. We just couldn't quite get over the hump. And one of the things that I look back on that is is so frustrating for me is I was, you know, like you said in the intro, I played however many games it was in a row, and then two playoffs in a row, I had injuries that I couldn't, I could barely play through, and that's the thing that's so frustrating for me because they happen while we're playing that darn team that we just need to get past, <laughs> and if we could get past them, I'm, I'm a true believer that we could have won two more times. Uh, or we could, I could have won two times while I was there. So that's just another thing that, you know, it, you, you look at your, your opportunities that you have and there's so few of them. And, and that's why, um, GMs or coaches or players just say, you know, this is our window. We got to take advantage of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to a little bit more of, uh, out of the doom and gloom, uh, of, of those, of those darker years, I guess, for, for <laughs> fans and players. But I mean, to play 600 over 600 games in a row is, is insane, man. I mean, uh, Polly can't get to our beer league games four or five in a row. 
<laughs> you know, so honestly, if you don't get signed and you want to like come play outside Pittsburgh, like we're, we will, again, we'll double the beer allocation. We'll do like eight, <laughs> 10 beers a game if you want. I mean, whatever you want, you know, you can take that number one D spot. But, uh, I mean, what would you attribute your Iron Man streak to? Like, mentality 100% or how did you prepare for that? Like to go out and just eat shots and be such a shutdown guy? Uh, part of it was mentality. Um, I mean, I've said this lots of times and I, I, I say it truthfully that a lot of it was luck. There's guys that there's just nothing they can do. You know, you, you, you take a puck in the wrong spot and, and you break something that you just can't come back from, or you, you tear something that you just can't quite play through. Like my, uh, the, the last year, I think it was, yeah, it was my last year that I was there and I had, I had missed the few games because I broke my hand and the last game in the first period, a guy falls on my leg and I tear my MCL, but it was the, we lost that game anyway, so I didn't have to play any more games after, but if we would have, I wouldn't have been able, there's no way I would have been able to play. And that's just bad luck. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. So I was fortunate. I had some things that, that were bad. I probably should have missed some games for, but at that point I was so far into it that um, I didn't want to let my teammates down. I think that was something that um, I, I think they expected. I don't know that they necessarily cared, <laughs> but I felt like they expected that I was going to be there every single game and I was going to make sure that I was ready regardless of what, what the issue was. And uh, yeah, I mean, I had, I had some injuries for sure, but um, I, I fairly mentally strong and, and I just did what I had to do and I just tweaked my game. You know, every, every, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a guy that necessarily needs both my hands to be perfect every single game, you know, like, <laughs> I can get through a game with half a hand if I had to. And um, I just, I just found ways to alter my game whenever I needed to. Paula, do you think you could get through any game with ha with only half your hand? <laughs> well, um, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I did finish that beer league game with a broken hand. There you go. Oh my God, Polly. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Tell Carl, don't, tell Carl how you broke that hand. Uh, well, Basically, after a frustrating shift where I outskated my whole team and we still got scored on, I punched the glass and uh, just Throwing a broke bit. it right there and uh, took surgery and everything. But, you know, I finished the game. I just put two fingers into the same finger slot in my gloves, kind of kept it compressed. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't call that half a hand. But uh, <laughs> well, let's be clear. I never actually had half. <laughs> but I don't know if you can even see it on there. But that was in the oh, one man. playoff. It was like I lost my knuckle, and you can see my the bump on my hand now. Oh yeah. Just like what I mean with luck is this was a shot Roman Polak against Toronto first game first period of the playoffs just flicks one on net and standard like no big deal. I just bat it down like I would every single time, and it just my hand weird and just blew my hand out the other way and just broke oh, both those bones and it's just like how does that happen and and so that's what I mean like I, at that point I wasn't I wasn't moving my hand a whole lot but it's the playoffs it's the first period of the playoffs I'm just like obviously you have to find a way you play that one and like I always kind of would sit with my hand like just on the bench and then the second period I think it was Orlov got hit 
and his stick came flying and then hammers it again. I'm just like, what are the chances? And so finally we finish that game. We play one more game after that. We lost. And then I come to the rink in Toronto the next day and legit my hand looked like I was wearing like a boxing glove. It was so swollen and I'm getting ready. And the trainer comes in. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm like, we have practice. He's like, you're done. Like, you're not playing anymore. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, like, just let me try at least. He's like, no, because we're expecting to go deep. And if we go deep, you might be able to play. And I'm just like, I don't think I can do that, man. <laughs> but the trainer, the trainer has the final say there and, and it is what it is. But that's just like, you know, like you punch, punch the glass 10 times and it doesn't break. One time it does break. You know, it's just it happens sometimes. Yeah, I guess yeah, Polly was feeling extra pissy that that punch. You know, he was. Yeah, you were yeah. in the game. You were the guy that game, so you had a little bit more adrenaline going. So I was also on exactly. ice. I was lollygagging on the back check, so I guess I'm a little bit. Uh, and I was playing D. I'm sure yeah. I was playing defense. It was probably my fault, like half of it. So sorry, Polly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. Well. Uh, speaking of that, you know, you blocked almost 1,300 shots and threw the body for almost 900 hits. Uh, you still feeling all that these days? <laughs> Some days, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a bit of a – yeah, you have a few things that creep up every now and then. Like I said, when I was hitting the golf balls today, but my hands are my hands are a little bit, a little bit sore these days, just – especially when it gets cold out too. It's weird how that works. Just uh, – mm-hmm those things kind of creep up on you, but um, yeah, I mean, there are things that you can, things that I can still live with. Nothing, uh, nothing super serious, but I mean, I, I miss blocking shots. I will say that it's, uh, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just standing in front of a puck and uh, you know, I, I hate when I see guys jump out of the way. It just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't sit right with me. So, <laughs> One of the things that I, I do, I mean, it might sound weird, but it's one of the things I miss about not playing right now is is feeling how good it feels to to get in the way of a shot. Oh yeah, it hurts so good, and mm-hmm. you know you know that you're doing something that like legitimately helped your team. You know, you don't have to score goals to play an impact. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. dude. The best when I when I block a shot in like beer league or whatever, like we got a really good goalie. But that's the that's the person who's always like good block, you know, like you know, big eat, like the guy. That's the always, if you hear it from behind you, that's always like such a boost. Like for me, like goalie yeah. knows, goalie knows I have value to this team, though I may like you know have like five shots a game and bury zero of them. You know, like <laughs> goalie yeah. says my outlet passes. <laughs> it's just them knowing that you're willing to sacrifice for the team. You know, that's I think that's something mm-hmm. that people respect. So whether it's beer league or in the NHL, you just got to do it. You got to do it for the boys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And speaking of the boys, uh, Dylan Kaiser here, he says trolling Polly versus Carl who wins. I'm going to say a hundred, 130% Carl. Uh, no doubt yeah. here. Uh, that's actually one of our uh, Vancouver Island cre- uh, creators of the, of the network there. So shout out to <laughs> Kaiser here. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I guess we'll we'll move on. Like, what are, what are you doing now, man? I mean, I've, we've seen you on TV. You're doing the TV <laughs> thing. You're a big shot now on TV. How's it uh, been going? I mean, you loving it or what? Well, I've only done one game. I was supposed to do the game uh, tomorrow, but uh, that's not happening. So, yeah. um, 
right now because I'm here and uh, Canadian, it's a little bit tougher to figure out how to work the contracts and and all that. So right now I'm just do I'm just filling in whenever they need me. Um, just kind of get my feet wet in it. I've had. Uh, I love seeing those things pop up. Sweet. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry. Okay. I, I meant to say, I meant to put this one in. Absolutely awesome show, but uh, Kaiser. Oh, Kaiser. Not Kaiser. 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 It's, he's South African, right? That's a South African name. So, uh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. All good. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm just trying to fill in when I can. I've, I, uh, someone threw my name out there in the media, thought that I might be, uh, okay at it. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I like to try to try to give a different perspective, um, that people might not, not necessarily think about all the time when the game's going on. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, like it keeps me in the game. I want to, I want to still be able to know what's going on and, um, just connect with hockey. Cause I don't want to, if I don't play again, I don't want to leave it completely. I want to still, be in the mix a little bit and that's i think a good way to do it and uh and yeah i get to watch the watch the guys play hockey and, and uh chirp them a little bit because i'm actually paying attention so just looking at the the stat line at the end of the game so it, it's fun it's it's been a good opportunity i'm really excited to hopefully get a game in when uh when bruce is doing a game i'd love to <laughs> love to hear what bruce has to say and maybe go back and forth a little bit i i think he's, I think he's amazing so that would be that'd be a lot of fun but yeah i've only got the one game in, I think we're scheduled for for two more um, in the next in the next month or four weeks or so. Um, so yeah, it, it should be it should be fun. And then hopefully, if we do get back to DC and it's easier um, to do a little bit more, not full time, but a little bit more of a role with them if they want me. If I don't uh, continue to lose power during games and and I do an okay job, <laughs> then maybe they'll take me back. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know Russian Machine Never Breaks uh, had that had that article about you losing power through the middle of the of the whole thing, uh, and I'm sure that was ca- absolute chaos. They were probably freaking out, which is hilarious. Um, but I, I mean, hey, well, you know, and also you have an open podcast spot with us, man. Like at any time, we can go we can go long form here. You can get your ideas out there, and and you know, uh, I'll tell you what, the Hockey Podcast Network's going to the moon. We're going to be a big deal here in, in, in about uh, two years. I'm calling it now. You heard it here first, folks. But uh, Set the timer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but I mean, no, this is this has been a, a great conversation. I mean, uh, it's where, what are we at? Oh, man. Down near an hour. 54 minutes. This is awesome. Um, well, I have I, one more I, question. I got a question for you guys, too, after. Yeah, go ahead, Paulie. I'll, I'll get you guys after. Okay. Uh, I was just wondering, as a player, and I guess this is a little more relevant than I thought of when I was typing it. Um, how much do do the fans have an impact on the game? Like, are, do you tune them out, or do do they actually impact momentum and stuff? I I think they for sure impact momentum. That's um, it's one of the things that's the the best and most frustrating thing about about games, uh, home games, I guess is when you're on the road it doesn't really matter you don't it, it doesn't really phase you if they're quiet it's it's too bad because you still want that energy from them even if they're not cheering for you um but at home uh when you feel that buzz in the rink it it's just it's impossible to not play hard and play good you're still going to have bad games occasionally but you're you're going to feel good you know your your mm-hmm. your adrenaline's going to be going and that is huge but when you can get out on the ice and you can just feel that 
people aren't as into it. You know, it's a Tuesday night or whatever, and it's just not as it's not as fun as a Saturday or Friday night. Um, you you feel it, and if the other team scores, maybe scores another one, and and it's just deflated. As hard as it is as a fan, and I know from other sports and stuff that I watch, um, it's hard to to find that next level of still being excited. Um, but that's what really really can help the team, and it does a lot. Um, when people are yelling "shoot" on the power play, I know this has been brought up by a lot of guys. It's, <laughs> Very, very frustrating, and it almost makes you not want to shoot. <laughs> you yeah. just hold on to the puck a little bit longer. I'm not on the power play, but that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a plan. There's a method to the madness on the power play. Just believe that the shot will come when the shot will come. Otherwise, you get guys like me that are fired up when you just want to throw one into my pads because the fans are yelling, shoot. Like, that's great. Um, but, yeah, it definitely impacts it. And I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Um how awesome it is when the uh, the Unleash the Fury comes on. Like that for me, in the third period, especially if it was a close game, I'd always be thinking like, I can't wait for the Unleash the Fury because that's just going to put us to the next level here. Like that's <laughs> going to that's gonna help us all or that's just going to make us win this game. Um, so those things, they, they go quite a long way. Um, we, we feel all that energy that the crowd gives us. So yeah, there's like in, in uh, Chicago, if you ever, you see how they do the national anthem there, they're cheering. The start yeah. of the games in Chicago are awesome. There's there's almost never a dud of a start. You know, it, it's just mm-hmm. you cannot wait to to get that game going. Um, and that's it's just the way it is. Uh, you you love to have that that crowd noise. Yeah, no, cool. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I, and I I did have another. Well, and, and we'll we'll save your questions for last. Is the is the, is the cherry on top? But who's the who's the best player you played with and who's the best player you played against? Like who's a guy that one-on-one you always just like, you saw him coming down the ice and you, and you hated it. And who's the guy that whenever they had the puck on at the caps was just like, we're good. Um, well, let's, let's start with the, the guy that I don't like playing against. And that would, it's, it's without a doubt, it's McDavid. I mean, he is so scary um, to play against. Like I never went into a game thinking, um, you know, this guy's going to roast me, you know, like this, this guy's, this guy's just going to dangle all over the place. I'm not going to be able to stop him. Um, I never had that feeling, you know, there, there's guys that, you know, are good. You're going to keep an eye on a little bit, but you always, at least I always felt like I, I know I can stop this guy, but when I, and I was at the end of, end of my career so far, hopefully not the end, but at the tail end of my career and him at the beginning, I always think, okay, this guy I have to be extra careful because I don't have a second to, to mess up a crossover here. I need to make my mind up. Am I going backwards? Am I going to turn and go forwards right away? And that's something that um, he can do way better than anybody else is, is make those plays at high speed, full speed and his full speeds more than everybody else. Um, yeah. It is, it's insane. It's absolutely insane that he can do that. Um, so yeah, he's the scariest to play against and the best to play with, play with the most calming is backy. Like, back he is he is still so underrated um for what he can do and it's just sad to see how underrated he is like you you watch this guy day in and day out and and even like the little little things he does during the game that people don't see just putting his body in the way of, of players um to to be able to make the passes that he makes on the tape is way harder than then I think sometimes people realize uh, a lot of guys can get a pass in that area, but to actually get it to land flat 
on the stick is is something something very very different it's an, it's another level um and also he's just one of the best guys and best teammates there is like i i tell the story anytime i can tell the story because i feel like it needs to be it, it helps you realize how how great of a guy he is and how uh how unselfish he is but so if there's you guys think about it when you guys are playing one of you shoots the puck off the glass it's an empty the other team has an empty net one of you shoots the puck off the glass and say Polly, say say you're skating up skating up to this puck it's an empty net all you gotta do is grab it and just pop it into the net no big deal right game's over yeah this is what backy does in an, in a live game the puck's off the glass he skates in front of this puck and there's a defenseman coming behind him he just boxes that defenseman out, doesn't touch the puck, and just lets the puck slide into the net. It, he could have just grabbed it and put it in, but he didn't want to touch it. He wanted whoever it was, the defenseman that shot off the wall to get the goal. And nobody would do that, and nobody paid attention to it and said it. But I remember seeing that thinking, like, did anybody else just see what he did there? Like, <laughs> that was so unselfish. And yeah. it didn't seem like much maybe, but as a teammate, that's just like – that just takes him to another level. So I'm – I'm a, I'm always going to be a backy supporter. He's, he's unreal on the ice and off the ice. And I mean, he, the caps are lucky to have him. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, that's definitely the ultimate team guy move. Oh yeah. And go, not to mention that when he signed his big contract, he bought us all iPads. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and look, we got, we got all our guys, uh, Oh, they're just hyping us right now. But Backstrom's on. Oh, you see the, Be- the hype there for Carl? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wait, wait, wait. Man, I got the, the comments are rolling in. Um, yeah, so a lot – and it's funny because I, I agree with this. I mean, I think that – were you a guiding light to to Carly here or were you guys more peers? I mean, how did how did, how was that dynamic? Uh, because it's funny because – you. Earlier in this interview, we were talking, and, and you guys were the shutdown pair. But now, I mean, Johnny's like you know Johnny for Norris and JC we trust, like just netting them in and 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 getting these points. I mean, what what's the what's the deal with that? <laughs> well, I mean, I, we're definitely peers. I wasn't uh, I wasn't doing anything special with him. He doesn't need anything. Um, the only thing that I tried to do was just let him know that he could be free out there, you know, like go ahead and do what you need to do. I'm, I'm always going to be back there and, uh, and just give him the freedom to make a mistake or try something or be, be the fourth guy in the rush. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm not, I'm not really interested in it. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was what my job was. Um, I thought we, we read off each other really well too. Like we, we both kind of knew what we were doing. Um, I knew that I liked to get the puck to him and he liked to move it up from there or skate it out. That was kind of the thing that we had going. And um, I think we could hear our voice, each other's voices pretty good out there. Sometimes you have a hard time hearing your partner's voice. Um, I think we heard each other pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know we had career years after I left, so maybe I was anchoring him a little bit in the <laughs> offensive, offensive category, but I think we did a pretty good job defensively shutting, shutting guys down. That was, that was a lot of fun to do it. So, um, yeah, he, he doesn't need me. He's going to be fine with whoever he plays with, obviously, but it was, you know, it felt good to be, be part of a, a good tandem. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's, I mean, for me, it's an iconic, uh, 
tandem, you know, the, the Alsner Carlson that when you guys were on the ice, I always felt like so comfortable, like, all right, we're going to be able to shut down whatever's coming. And then on the other end, we'll be able to move the puck out of the zone very easily. So love it. Um, I, I guess, I mean, Paul, you have, or, oh yeah, Carl, you have questions for us for some, for some reason you have something to ask us. But, <laughs> well, I'm just curious, like, especially now because I'm, I'm doing some of this TV stuff, like, um, I'm curious what your guys' feeling is around the team. Like, uh, I, I know what my feeling is watching some of the games. Um, but like I said, I like to get everybody's opinions on it and what, what you guys see. So, you know, I've heard some people say they're, you know, they're happy with the way things are going. Other people are a little bit uneasy about it. Um, I'm just curious what, where, where your guys' um, heads are at with that. Like, do you like the direction that things are? What would you change? Who do you think is going right now? Like, because, you know, when, when I get on there, I get to talk about these guys. So yeah, I can highlight, highlight somebody and we can figure out what's actually going on. And, and I have, you know, I, there's this, there's this um, website that you can get a subscription to, and it just breaks down every single player. You watch all their shifts and this and that. And I'm, I'm kind of dialed into that. So I'm just curious from, from your guys' point of view, how do you feel the team is going right now? And, and what would you like to see be different? Oh yeah, we should probably talk about the current capitals. I mean, this is this interview has just been so like so smooth going. Like I haven't even th- thought about that. But yeah, Paul, you you start us off, man. I mean, what do you think? Uh, well, you know, I I, I like the the offense that's been going on. It, it's really frustrating to see the the blown leads. Um, not really sure how they can tighten that up, but I, I really think that the two guys who have been driving this team so far are Tom Wilson and, and Backstrom and more of like Backstrom has been more of like the quiet leader, you know, just doing the little stuff. Like, like you said, just doing his job and Tom, he's just, he's, he's hitting, he's scoring you know, like they're, it's no surprise that those guys are leading the team. Um, but I think the big guys are performing and uh, really the only thing that, as a fan that upsets me is the blown leads to be honest. Yeah. And to add on to that, I mean, I think that Lavi coming in and I think that he's completely changed the breakout, which is great. He doesn't like to spend a lot of time in his own zone, even if it's calculated and trying to figure out, you know, where to stretch. So I love that, that they're keeping the play on the same, like there, I don't see a lot of revert and I could be wrong, but I don't see a lot of reversal plays in the own zone. It's, it's just, okay, we're here. Let's overload one side and get the puck out that way and do it quickly. And then we can deal with all the fallout in the neutral zone. And if it needs to be a dump, we can dump in and then, and go from there. I think that our strongest, and I think that these guys got a lot of flack last year um, and it was completely unwarranted. The fourth line of Dowd, Hathaway, those guys are just, I mean, in true Beagle form, man. Those guys mm-hmm. are just after the puck. Hags, too. Mm-hmm. And and you got to look at, like, those guys, you know, Haglin was a third line, fourth line guy, uh, all the way up to the second line in some, some instances. You know, I would love to see Hags finish a little bit more, but he does such a great job with setting up the play and, and, and for checking that I can't even be mad. And I think that a lot of like fans are, are pissed off because they're like, well, Haglin couldn't, sc-. you know, my buddy who's a Penguins fan, he told me Haglin couldn't score in an orgy. And I said, I don't care if he scores, dude. Like he, he does, he does such a good job at getting the puck deep. He's doing his job here. I mean, uh, on a, on a team that is 
just has an embarrassment of offensive riches, it's okay if he biffs like what three, five goals uh, over the course of a year. I'm fine with that. I mean, obviously people want to pay attention to what they want to pay attention to, but I, I look at the bigger picture and I think, you know, and to Paulie's point, Tom Wilson has been a great offensive uh, threat. Talk about a guy who's really turned his game around, not turned it around. I always loved him beating the, sh- the crap out of people. I loved it. I loved, I loved everything about Tom Wilson. That is DC hockey. I love it. Um, He's evolved. But, what's that? He's evolved. Yes, he has. He's gone out of the, out of the mix a little bit and been like, I'm going to beat you. Don't worry. I'm going to beat you. I already know I can beat you physically with my fists, but I'm definitely going to beat you on the score sheet now to make you look dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and it sucks because I think that like when he gets into fights and it maybe doesn't go the way that he wants, people start piling on, but you know, that's hockey, right? Uh, but the big thing is I love the structure that Lavi's put in. I love that he has said, look, you know, I would, I think that the, the, the breakout getting in our own zone, playing in our own zone is a lose is a fool's game. So getting the puck to the other end is great. And then on top of that, um, I just think that the only thing I'd like to see is is the Caps be able to play a 60-minute game. And I don't know if that's conditioning or mentality. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, I did. Go ahead. Uh, just I, one thing I forgot to say was I, I think, and I don't have the numbers behind it, um, but it just seems like they're doing better on the, the power play. It, it seemed like the last couple years it was over or nothing for the most part. And it seems like they're doing a better job of taking advantage of penalty kills, zeroing in on Ovi and other guys scoring. And then as long as the other four keep scoring, then eventually that's going to open Ovi back up. So I think, um, I think the the power play is more well-rounded and I think that's going to give the team more success throughout the season because it's not just, you know, OV, 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 and then maybe we'll tap in a rebound. It, it seems like a much more uh, five-man unit than it than her previous. Yeah, you, you know, I got to give a shout out to Blaine Blaine Forsythe. He's the the PP coach there, and he's been there for a long time as a coach. It's pretty it's pretty impressive. Um, but he's he's so good at breaking down teams and figuring out what to do up there. And there's a reason why they've been so high for so long. But I agree with you there, like. Ovi seems to be okay with moving to the top, let Carly go down to the half wall and, and spread out the other team's box a little bit so the seam opens up and the and the top of the top of the circle opens up for for Osher, whoever's in there. Um so I think I agree with that. That's that's something that's good and you kinda need you need Ovi to be on board with that. And he seems like he's on board with that, so that's always huge. Yeah. I the last game that I did, I, I gave a shout out to Nick Dowd. I, I I love the fourth line, you know, like we said. Um, Doss Big is one of my good buddies and I, I love what those guys do and um, <clears throat> you know saying that saying that someone like Haglund's not not scoring or not not finishing on his chances is you know that can be the difference in the playoffs and you have that third line fourth line chipping in a little bit more that can be that can be the difference but during the regular season that's what you want from those guys like yeah. they know their goal and they're there to kill the other team they're there to absolutely destroy that third pair of defensemen or that second pair of whoever they're going up against and just wear them into the ground. And, uh, and they know they're going to be out there for 40 seconds and, and they want that 40 seconds in, in the offensive zone. That's, that's what they're there for. And so I, I love Hagwin's game. He just looks like he's flying a hundred miles an hour every time he's out there. So 
I agree with I agree with you there that he's doing his job and and I, I think that the team is the team is has got some depth um, and I like that I like that they can if they stay healthy they can do a good job but for me like I'm I'm curious this is one other question sorry is oh, go uh, ahead man you know, if you had to pick the player on the team that is like the engine like th- this player if this player is going then the team is going so if you think back to the year that they won the cup. Like who is that player that was going that kind of put them to the next level? I know who my guy is, um, but I think this guy has to be has to be playing for them to be successful long term. They can get get away with it in games, but uh, in your opinion, who's who's that guy that that has to be on? So I've said that Lars Eller has been the linchpin of the Stanley Cup win, but I think that. Uh, He's so con- I think that he's one of the more consistent of all of our all of all of the players. He's just such a good like he can play up and down the lineup. Such a versatile player, a great player. But I think that Kuznetsov is probably the guy as the Caps like when it comes to top tier teams. Like I'm talking Philly and Boston, especially this year. I think that Kuznetsov, if he has the if he can take over games or contribute in the way that we've seen him in the past. You know, specifically in in the 2018 run, I think that that's how the Caps can go. I mean, that old that's the edge over these other teams. Mm-hmm. Paul, what about you? Yeah. Well, so you know, as much as I I want to say Ovi because he's Ovi, and when he's doing well, it it is a huge momentum boost because I think the guys just love him. They get so pumped up when he scores, and he he hits like a maniac. I actually Kuzi is exactly who I was thinking of too because, you know he led the team in points during that, that cup run. And uh, I think the team is so stacked with talent that when he isn't doing his job, they can still win games. But when he gets to that next level, he is kind of like, you know, he's the reason that the team can, uh, you know, overachieve. Yeah. I, you guys nailed it too. That's my pick. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the guy that I think too. I just, he, you, you need a good second line center. I mean, depends. I guess he's up and down first and second line center, whichever way you want to say it. But need another guy that can give Backy some time off. Um, and Kuzi is he is Mister Puck possession. He's he controls the flow of the game. He's unbelievable at uh, at just setting guys up and dictating the way that this game gets played. And I can tell you firsthand from seeing him play on his team and against him. When this guy is on and having fun, it is crazy. When I played against, when I played against him the one, one game in Montreal and he was toying with us, he was laughing out there, like kicking his <laughs> legs around during the play, like, like pushing guys away, like having fun with them all while he has the puck on his stick, joking with the ref, with players. And I'm just like, this guy's got like three points tonight. He, no one can touch the puck and he's just having a blast. And like you said in the in the playoff run, like he was he was next level, and that's what you need. I think you need your you need two great centermen, and and Kuzi, you know, he's not a guy that's going to throw his weight around, but he is going to control a game. And you know, he hasn't been playing, so you see that there's been some struggles. Um, but if he decides to play and to play hard, and I know he loves the game and he loves to have fun, um, he I think he's the guy that really can can turn the tide with the team because that's that's where you talk about depth. You've got the number one center, and when I say that, I say Backy. You've got Lars. The fourth line, I think, is good. They've been playing good. 
you need that guy consistently in, in, in on the second line there. And I think that's Kuzi. And I think, uh, yeah, there's been some struggles right now, but when he comes back and everyone starts to get healthy, I think the team's going to be in a pretty good position. Now with my thought at the beginning of the year, that depth was key and, and they've got some depth in that team. Um, yeah. As long as goaltending stays decent, decent to strong, then uh, I think that, that the team's going to be fine. Absolutely. I, I understand. And, you know, like having that one, two punches. So, I mean, you look at like the great teams that have ever been, I mean, and going back to Gretzky, Gretzky, Messier, I mean, those were, that was an incredible one, two punch. I mean, you look at, and I'm even going to, I mean, I'm sure the tip of the iceberg boys are going to just hone in on this, but uh, the one, two punch of Sid and Malkin, you know, like it's something that the caps have only recently had, I think within the past, you know, since the cup win a couple years before uh, having being strong down the middle. And it's so important in, in the NHL today, but you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the boys can turn it around. I think that uh, with this whole postponement, I think that the, the COVID protocols have been good, man. I mean, how Carl, what have you been seeing? I mean, have they, have they been, I mean, I think that the best part about it is that they're learning from past mistakes. So obviously they saw like Buffalo and New Jersey have to like bow out a ton of games and they've learned from that. And that's why they're postponing things more to keep everybody safe. Yeah. uh, I mean, you knew there was going to be issues like the, the playoffs was a dream, not having any, any positive tests, but also it was prison from what I hear. I mean, I don't, I don't take prison lightly, but um, you know, it's just for lack of a better term, um, the guys weren't too happy with, with what they had going on and you knew that wasn't going to happen. So yeah, there's going to be some issues. I'd have to talk to the guys that are going through it right now. Um, but at some point the season's going to get really, really tough with having to stack a few more games in there. And, um, I'm sure, I'm sure on the back end, the guys probably won't be, won't be too happy with the way that their schedule shakes out, but I mean, it is what it is. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're excited that they're playing. Um, I just hope that it doesn't, I just hope that it doesn't like really get bad, <laughs> you know, Right. where yeah. instead of having two, two or three games postponed, you got, you know, only two games playing of a possible seven, seven or eight games. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to, how they're going to defend against that because it doesn't seem to really be much of an answer, but I know they're doing their best and the guys seem to be following the rules pretty good which is all you can really ask for is uh, from the league. So uh, I just, I just want to watch hockey and I want to make sure guys yeah. stay healthy because then the games are a little bit more fun. I hear you. I hear you, man. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, this has been like an, an incredible conversation. Like you're super humble. It's just like talking to like one of the boys. I never even, uh, I was super nervous coming into this. I was telling Polly, but, uh, you've been like such a beauty. Uh, what do you, I mean, you got anything to plug? Go ahead. I mean, this is your time. Let everybody know where to find you or whatever that is. Like if your wife has a new candle making business or is she doing a charity thing? I don't know. You tell us, man. That's uh, funny. I don't, you know, I don't really have a whole lot to plug. I'm not a, I'm not super public on social media. I just, I just reactivated my Twitter like the day before I did the, uh, that NBCSN game. Cause I hadn't been on it since, I think OSHA asked me to post something about War Road, actually. Yeah, there you go. Plug for War Road cool. in like 2016. That was the last post or something I had. So <laughs> I'm not really heavy into it. Um, I thought it was funny, though. Someone had asked me on on 
on Twitter after I did that last game about all my stuff that I had in the background, my shot. And I had to move it like I moved to a different spot today because it was, uh, I just had like my, like I told you, I hit the Peloton pretty hard and I had this stuff that I use. Um, it's like a gel and it's kind of somewhat new. It's like, it's huge around the league right now. Like all the players are using it. Um, and it's called lack to go. And I'd say if I was going to plug one thing, it's this product because I'm a huge believer in it. And I, <laughs> it's, it's so good. Like not to, not for anything for me personally, but I'm just like, this stuff is legit lack to go. It like helps uh, minimize the lactic acid buildup in your body. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I have it right by my bike because I use it when I ride the bike. But that I'd say, yeah, two things, War Road and Lactigo are my two. <laughs> if I were to plug anything in, if I had an Instagram, I'd be taking pictures with this stuff all the time. We got we got Carl Osner out here just giving out free endorsements. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna dial that down, man. They're gonna have to sponsor the, the, the podcast before we do that, dude. <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll sponsor you if you, you you get enough people asking about it. They'll sponsor you, I'm sure. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Hey, lack to go. Just hit us up. We're on Twitter. <laughs> Try this stuff. It's so funny. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, again, man, thanks for being so gracious for your time. I know this is going to like cap fans are going to be over the moon to hear from you. Um, you know, we loved you. There's no, I mean, we still love you. I should say, I mean, you're such a, such a stalwart, uh, piece of, of the Washington capitals. I, I can't thank you enough. And I truly hope that, you know, you want to come back and, and hang out with us at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fun. I love, I love chatting hockey, love talking with people. So this is right up my alley. Like I told you, I'm, I'm in, you let me know, give me a, give me a couple of weeks to get a little more material going and then I'll, uh, I'll be back out here with you. Dude, awesome. we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Um, yeah. All right, Caps fans. Well, until next time, hockey troll, Polly cupcakes and the beauty, Carl Alsner signing off. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, I'm just over the moon with this. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. Be good. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>